You're gorgeous. You're gorgeous. She didn't mean it as a compliment, more as an accusation. Spanglish mac and cheese, next. When your weekend's all spin up and you got Monday coming down the pike, sometimes all you need is a little comfort to get you through to Monday. Mac and cheese movies, where we believe in comfort food and comfort movies. Hi, uh, we're here for the interview. Come on in, we're out back. Academy Award winner James L. Brooks invites you on a journey across the cultural divide. Whoa. of As Good As It Gets. What's your name? Flor. Flor. No. Flor. Flor. Perfecto! I didn't know Deb found somebody. You gonna help out with the house and the kids? Solo español. You work here and you don't speak any English at all. Save me. No taking the ball from the dog. Just don't. No fetch. Can you make us some coffee? She doesn't speak the language. But in a family where no one understands each other. Mom, it's not even noon. Will it? She'll fit right in. Several. Several. Again. Several. Too many. Too many. Too many. Who is mad at me as mom because of what happened? No. Speed. Adam Sandler, Taya Leone, and introducing Paz Vega. Puedo hablar con usted. May I talk to you? You mean your mother? Oh, no, 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 disculpe. Oh, no, no, no. Sí, es que los niños se confunden. Es que los niños se confunden. Oh, boy. Engredo's gonna be rough. Sometimes, every family needs a little translation. Listen to your mother. She knows it all. ¿Qué? Nada. And Spanglish. Who's always there for you at 2.30 in the morning? Hello, welcome to Mac and Cheese Movies. I'm Scotty Coppage. She's the most amazing white woman I've ever met, Shannon Coppage. Hey. And she's so stark, raving, calm, Kayla Ahow. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Yay, we're so excited that you got to join us on this one. We've been trying to make it happen. For years. For years. <laughs> and we're finally here. We're here. We, we made it. Thank you so much for having me today. <laughs> Today for Mac and Cheese, we have Spanglish, which Rotten Tomatoes describes as Mexican immigrant and single mother, Flor Moreno, Paz Vega, finds housekeeping work with Deborah, Tia Leone, and John Klasky, Adam Sandler, a well-off couple with two children of their own. When Flor admits she can't handle the schedule because of her daughter, Christina, Deborah decides they should move into the Klasky home. Cultures clash and tensions run high as Flor and the Klasky struggle to share space while raising their children on their own. In very different terms. Huh. So that's a little, like, I, I don't feel like that description is the best because it makes it sound like she was like, I, I can't do this job because my daughter. Which, I mean, it's once they move to the beach that she's like, no, I mean, like, my daughter, um, I can't move here with you because she's there. Uh, they also make it sound like... I don't know, like, hey, just move in with us. She doesn't move in. She moves to the yeah, beach. She was previously working with for them, uh-huh. you know, and she basically got forced to move in with them or she loses her job. Right. So she has, she but was in the middle of this position of, if I don't do it, I'll lose my job if I have to do it. Right. So, but it was just for the summer, you yeah. know? Things go back to normal when they get home. They, she didn't move in with them. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that description is a little misleading. You picked it. 
I picked it. I know. <laughs> honestly, I like the Rotten Tomatoes descriptions way better than like IMDb, and I can't be going and finding a whole other place to get a description. I feel like IMDb would be like, there are two families. One works for the other. The end. Hilarity ensues. It's an old movie, and it's. I don't think it's a very famous movie either, so it's quite hard to find a good description for it anyway. No. We used to get them from like IMDb, and it was just like this is a terrible description. Why? This is their job. This is the this is the second movie in two weeks that has not been like a huge hit, and then there isn't a whole lot of stuff on the internet about it as far as like trivia or the making of it or whatever. And which is surprising to me because I love this movie so much. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's one of my favorites. And it has Adam Sandler, too. Do you know, if it has weird actors and not as famous actors, you would have think that, well, maybe it doesn't have that mm-hmm. much receptivity of people, but it has Adam Sandler. No, it has yeah. Fast Vega. You know, it's not uncommon actors, so it's weird that it doesn't have that many... As large know, of a following. Uh, yes. and, nice. and, and this is written and directed by James L. Brooks, who... Only does a couple movies like every six years. What other so stuff has he done? He's done. The last thing he did before this was as good as it gets. Oh, I love. And great movie. okay, and he did. Oh, I know movie. what we're doing next. And he and he did great broadcast movie. news. I um, also love that. Oh my God, I think, <laughs> that's such an amazing movie. I, I think there's some other movies we've seen that you really loved. I mean, uh, probably. I just I don't keep any of that information. The Reese Witherspoon movie with Owen Wilson and Paul Rudd. He did that. That's the last movie he directed. Oh, the one where they're like, she's dating both of them? Yeah. Is that the deal? Okay. That was cute. That was a cute movie. I didn't, I don't like, I'm not like as ride or die for that movie as I am like, this as good or, as it gets. As good as it gets. Or, Broadcast really, News was yeah. good. Um, I don't. So much material for the new Mac and Cheese podcast. I know. <laughs> we need to make a list. <laughs> oh, well, what did we make for today's movie? Um, the world's greatest sandwich. Okay, so there is an iconic scene. So there's not that much about this movie, but there's a ton about this food. <laughs> yes, it sure is. You look up Spanglish food, and it's like, oh my gosh, this sandwich. And everybody's like, oh, this is how we made it. This is how we made it. And that's kind of rare for uh, for a movie to have like its food really, I don't know, spotlit so much. Mm-hmm. But uh, so yeah, basically a BLT with fried egg and cheese. Um, it was bacon. So obviously bacon. I did not use Monterey Jack cheese, even though this recipe was like, cause you know me, I'm not going to go to the store. <laughs> what kind of cheese did you use? It was just cheddar. It, <laughs> just, was, it was delicious. Just regular cheddar. <laughs> um, oh, and Kayla, you just brought the most delicious bread. Where did you get that? Uh, Panera bread. Panera. Oh, my God. I went yesterday. I told her, I need this special crusty bread for this recipe because we're doing this. And the lady was looking at me like, uh, uh, <laughs> it's just bread. And she said, no, it's not bread. We're making this special sandwich. <laughs> Can I come here and pick her up? Like, you pick it up around 1030 because I wanted a fresh made. And she was like, you can take it today. It'll be fresh tomorrow. And I'm like, no. I want to pick it up tomorrow. <laughs> he was like, you're taking seniors. He was like, I, I was told I need to bring the bread and I'm taking seriously what I have to do for this podcast. So yes, oh, I'm taking the bread. I'm bringing the bread. Yes. I'm bringing the bread I took, so I took hard. her responsibility very serious. So yes, I went to La Barnetta Bread and took the, uh, and bought the, the, the most bread. incredible bread in the world. Cause it's, you were like, what can I bring? And I was like, 
Um, I think we're good. And then I was like, actually, if you could bring some, what did they call it? Rustic country loaf. If you could bring some like country bread, I don't know what that is, but if you could just bring some like nice bread, that'd be cool. Um, and I like how far you took it. You were like, I took oh, my man. responsibility very serious. Yes. I appreciate all of that. Um, uh, but yeah, so it was all of that. We took that bread, we, uh, toasted it. Um, which I almost completely forgot that very first step. <laughs> I get very distracted when people are around and I'm like, oh, and you're putting the cheese on the bread all beautifully. And then I'm like, wait, we need to toast this. Dump it off. <laughs> it was a learning experience. Um, but yeah, toasted the bread and then you artistically piled the cheese onto the back onto the bread. We uh, broiled it. And then uh, on the other three pieces, because of course we all had to have our own, right? Um, We did some mayonnaise, and then on that mayonnaise we'd put the bacon that we'd fried, and the tomatoes, and the lettuce, yep, and then um, I fried us some eggs, one of them was so sad, Rizzo got an egg, you know, (laughs) Rizzo the dog, she got the the cast off and she was thrilled about it, Um, and then... Oh, it says butter. I didn't even use butter. I don't know where that was. I thought for sure you. I thought, I thought for sure you were. No, it's like in the ingredients, and I'm like, huh? I completely skipped over that. <laughs> um, but yeah, once I fried that egg, I just put that on top of the lettuce and put the other piece with the the cheese on it. Cut it so that you know that yolk kind of runs down mm. like a sauce. Oh my god! What? How did it turn out, y'all? You know, I feel like I'm too close to this. It was, it was great. It was great. It was just those every bite. You were talking about that. It was delicious. It was every bite was different. You can feel, you can taste every single ingredient independently, but it, it comes like whole together. Mm. And of course, amazing Scotty went and find us this amazing Alaskan amber beard that mm. made it completely different. Yes. I, I think that even had, he had a dark beard in the movie. We kind of didn't know what we had no idea. No, but Scotty went there and saved the day and made this sandwich completely different, took it to mm-hmm. a next level. I think this beer, what it does is enhance the flavors of everything, especially the bacon. I don't know if you taste mm. the bacon differently with the beer. It, it was amazing. It was delicious. Of course, mm-hmm. Scotty and I start eating first. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, eat this before well, it gets what, cold. Well, I mean, it was piping hot when we got it, and that yes. was like a huge difference. Because um, we've all, we all saw how sad Adam Sandler, because he didn't get to eat his when he was fresh. <laughs> he had a lot of talking to do, and then he gets into it, and it's like cold and sad, and you can see the disappointment on his face. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I, I didn't was, want y'all to suffer. <laughs> it was not disappointing. It was perfect. It was delicious. I love it. I think Adam Sandler would be proud of us. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, think definitely. Definitely. Yeah, well, yeah, we were guessing at what the beer was. We couldn't we couldn't figure that out, but I was like, I think it might be an amber ale. Um, and it was. It was delicious. I think it took it from, like, almost, like, it could be a breakfast sandwich, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. Like a breakfast BLT. But I mean, with that, with the beer, with a good beer, it's anytime, yes. anytime. Yes, <laughs> it was absolutely amazing. Yes, and uh, any excuse to day drink, <laughs> and you're welcome. But and, and the yolk and everything is, is it was not too greasy either. Mm-hmm. It was just in that perfect, perfect bite and perfect spot. 
Perfect for a hangover day. Yes, it was. Yes. <laughs> and I did tell you, I overindulged in red wine and it killed me this morning. So I was like, oh, thank God we have the, the most incredible sandwich in the world. And it had a lot of things, but I don't feel like super full. Like mm-hmm. it was too heavy. Or, or we're like, ugh. Or, yeah, you know, yeah, miserable. We're, yeah. I mean, I'm ready for a nap. I'm definitely ready for a nap. I All right, so the movie for y'all, first taste, first time you saw the movie, your relationship to it, why it's a mac and cheese movie. I'm going to make Scotty wait to go last because he always has an incredible answer that I cannot follow. (laughs) Would you like to go first or do you want me? Yeah, you go first. Okay, well, I actually, I mean, I don't remember the exact time, but I remember around the time that I saw it because I'm working my first job at Hastings or my second job. My first job was a car hop. So, you know, we got to kind of keep that in there. Um, but uh, right after it came out, rented it from Hastings where I was working and I loved it so much from like the very first viewing. And I've just seen it a thousand times since. Um, and I watched it multiple times before returning it, you know, cause you got you're, you paid for it already. You might as well get everything out of it. I just, took all the enjoyment out of it. Uh, Every character plays their part to perfection. Um, From, how do you say your name? Deborah Klasky, the actress. Oh, Tia Leone? Tia Leone. I know I'm going to, I felt like I was going to say it wrong and that was just going to be real sad. So I just brought (laughs) a lot of attention to the fact that I was probably going to say it wrong. But I just love to hate her in this role, but you still see and sympathize with her vulnerabilities you know, yeah. um, so it's very humanizing, you know, because she could just easily just be this witch character that you just hate the entire way through. Um, you hate her most of the way, for sure. <laughs> but, and I just love the physical comedy she brings to that role, because just her face and her body language, I mean, she brings it all into play. And uh, you don't see that so much from like, from... You just don't see that so much, particularly, I I would say, from female actresses, you know, because that's not, I guess, what they're looking for. Um, You you said she's doing yoga in the most, like, unrelaxed way possible. (laughs) She does. She even looks stressed and tense while she's doing this crazy yoga pose. She just looks like it's making her more angry, you know, and I love how she could take something that's supposed to be relaxing and it's, like, actually feeding the anger in her soul. so stiff. Yes. And then, I don't know, Adam Sandler, he's just so lovable and like torn and I don't know. Everybody in this movie, except for maybe Georgie, I feel like Georgie was the weakest link here. The, the young son, you know, I mean, maybe he's a great actor. I don't know. I saw him three times and I wasn't in love with him. So, but well, it was, it's just a wonderful is, less movie. Less is more. Less is, less is more. Less is more with Georgie. Less is more with Georgie. I agree. I feel like he was, they were too heavy on Georgie at the beginning. Give Chubbs Georgie yeah. scenes. Yes. <laughs> yes, definitely. I want to see Adam Sandler come in and go like, you don't have to get up, but you have to think about getting up to the dog. <laughs> you know? Yes, like, totally. Are you, are you thinking about it? And the dog's like, <laughs> I have to say that to Shannon sometimes. You don't have to get up. You have to start thinking about getting up, though. <laughs> it's adorable. 
Okay, so I've just run on forever and my love for this movie. Kayla, what about you? What was okay, your... Okay, well, um, I watched this movie back when I was living in Venezuela. So because this movie is from 2004, so I was still living in South America. And I remember that every Friday night, I will, I'll live with my siblings. We're four, uh, three sisters, one brother. Mm-hmm. And um, by that time, I had another sister to have two kids living, not in, with us in our house, but living in the same time, town. So on Friday nights, we used to, you know, go to Blockbuster. Imagine that. I know. Imagine going There's Blockbuster to in Blockbuster. Venezuela? Yes, of course. There yes, was. Of course, there was. We had several. So... You remember Blockbuster? That was a long time ago. It's like so, you know, when Blockbusters exist. start changing from, you know, the regular to DVDs mm-hmm. and stuff like that, that they did it for a while and they just that disappear after that. But I remember that we got over there and got the movie and we got home and it was back in Minnesota. We were all were watching the movie with subtitles, and of course. Because my dad always allowed us to watch a movie in English, but you have to read the subtitles. You have to learn English for some reason. I love that. Yeah. And we did that, and that that was the first time I watched a movie. At some point in my life, back in Minnesota, with my siblings on Friday night at home. That was the first time? That was the first time I watched it. This, oh, okay, this movie. Okay, this I thought movie. you were saying this no, is no, the no. first movie no, I no, ever no, saw. No, no, and I was no, like, no, 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 oh my no, gosh, no. what a first viewing. No, this movie, this movie. Awesome. Oh, I love and that. And I think the characters are pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think about one of the things that Deborah has, and, 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 and this is my perspective, is like how much she can uncontrol her anxiety. She's just this, this crazy person because she's in a point that he lost her job. She doesn't feel like she's comprehended by her family or her husband or anyone. And she's just in this break point, breakout point in her life that makes it cheat on her husband and makes her like crazy. But it's just anxiety. It's just the, I feel like it's in a point in life, we're all been in, in that point. We're all been in the point where we hit, you know, rock bottom and we just start doing crazy stuff because we don't know how to handle stuff. We don't know how to handle things. And that's one of the things that why she hired Flor. Because she didn't, she was a stay-at-home mom. You have time to clean. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you have time to clean. <laughs> time to do your home. But she didn't want it to. Mm-hmm. She was going in such a bad spot in her life that she decided to hire Flor because it was the easy way to go. Um, so... And I'm sure, like, yeah. all of her peers, because they're mm-hmm. uber wealthy, yeah. you know. I mean, I'm sure all her peers, like, none of them are cleaning their own homes, yes. you know. So, it was um, that social position, that anxiety, mm-hmm. all the things that make her go super cuckoo. And and, and at some point, I, I, don't, I don't feel related to her, but I can understand her position. I can understand where she comes from. Although she's a narcissist, crazy person, mm-hmm. totally. But mm-hmm. she just wanted attention. She just wanted someone to tell her that she was awesome. Because she felt that with Christina when she took her to the um, flea, market. flea market. To the flea market. You're the most amazing yeah. white woman I've ever met. That's, that's all that she wanted. She wanted uh-huh. to just feel that she was part of something, that she was doing something amazing because no one told her that lately. That's mm-hmm. why she started cheating on the husband anyway. Yeah. So I think she's just an uncomprehended character and she just wanted to be out there. Yeah. Adam well. Sandler is always you know, super nice and mm-hmm. lovely, you know, and lovable and, you know, and it, the, the fact that he's a chef, totally opposite of what he does in other movies, that he's a goofy uh, kind of clown. In this movie, he's the responsible one, the one who takes care of the kids, you know, mm-hmm. the one who's a chef. 
I think the daughter. Oh, what's the name of the daughter? Bernie. Oh, I love Bernie. Bernie. I think she was. She's one of my favorite characters. And she's a lot like her dad. Yes. Which is probably why her and her mom just like collide collide over and over because they don't know how to how to communicate. Because like you say, Deborah, I mean, she at the very beginning, she's like, uh, he's this awesome chef. I say like that makes me something, you know, mm-hmm. kind of deal. Cause she's been let go for like laid off of her job and she doesn't like you said. She doesn't know how to get that recognition, that feedback that she's used to getting from, I'm sure, with her super competitive personality Mm -hmm. and all the things that she's doing there that you see with her running, you know, where she's just like, left, left, you know. She wanted to be the first. She Mm -hmm. wanted to be the the good one. You know, no one's better than me because she needed to feel that in Mm -hmm. in order to compensate all the words she has lost. Mm-hmm. And of course, having the mother that she has, Evelyn, they, I think it's a great character. Mm-hmm. I think she brings a lot of funny times and, and the singing part and the depression yeah. and, you know, mm-hmm. the stories, being drunk all day, every day. Mm-hmm. You know, I think she gives a lot of, di- a different vibe to the movie for sure. And you kind of see where Deborah comes from. Yes. And yes. where she got all of that because everything needed to be figured out. Mm-hmm. It needed and all of that coming from a childhood where mm-hmm. nothing was certain, nothing was stable. You know, she she has to have everything. And she, I'm sure she did have to make a lot of decisions growing up, you yeah. know, just and was able to do so. And so she's continuing that. And now her role of mother, well, every decision I make has to be the right one because that's my job now. Because I um, didn't have that. Right. Because my mom didn't do that for me. Mm-hmm. And and I think uh, Christina, the, the daughter of her, she came here and she's completely different from Bernice. She's skinny. You know, she is more like the daughter she wished to have, but she doesn't have. And all this color she kind of deal. Bernice feel it too. So mm-hmm. I think Christina... Uh, gives another like a different vibe to it like a different perspective of that being in the middle of two cultures being in the middle of two things you know mm-hmm. if I need to be A or I need to be B and that's a lot that happens a lot believe it or not in the families that are immigrants and t- I'm telling you because my sister she has two kids and my, my oldest niece she's 11 and she refuses to speak in Spanish she refuses because she feels like she's not going to belong she feels like she's going to feel odd odd, mm-hmm. odd. So that's what Adam Sandler was talking to Floor. You know, what do you want to be? Like one of them or being the odd? So she said, we need to pray for her to be the odd. You, you got to root for odd. You got to root for yeah. odd. Thank you. Uh-huh. You got to root for yeah. odd. So it, it happen- it's, it's a true story. It's something that really happens. And I think the best character of the movie is the dog. The dog, yes. Hands down. His, his Hands performance down. Dog. was outstanding. Yes. I don't think I've ever seen a dog act that well. <laughs> little ch- was it chub 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 or chubs chubs chum Chum. I don't know. something, something. started with a it's ch- a b with a b but i think the dog started with the, the dog ch- deserves like an special mention in this movie because at certain points he is quite of that connection between Flora and 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 adam sandler you know between that communication between them is 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 the dog uh-huh. so i think i think that dog is the best the dog is the best that's always what we're we're like oh chub <laughs> chub or whatever, whatever his name is, is. He's so chubby. <laughs> he is so chubby nobody's taking that dog for a walk <laughs> what about you scotty what was your first taste 
Tell us everything. <laughs> I, I saw this opening night in 2004. Oh, wow. With my parents. And I was my, not joking about all the detail. And, 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 and my friends Chad and Lacey, you know, we loved it. I mean, you love every second of it. Um, at the time, we were seeing Adam Sandler do more dramatic work mm-hmm. and really kind of stretch kind of what he had been doing. Tia Leone is, like, great. She was, like, an... She was like the it girl in the late nineties. She kept getting like these TV shows that didn't pan out, and then no one really found like the the niche for her um, that that she needs to be. And I think this is the greatest thing she's ever been in, and it's because she's working with somebody like James L. Brooks. It's like this like really good character. She's able to do what she can do with it. Um, so that's something. And then like so, I've loved this movie like the last like eighteen years. And watching it this time, Adam Sandler's really the red herring. And you think it's like kind of your typical rom-com, but it's not. It's really about these two women. Mm-hmm. And there are different ways of living and thinking and like how to raise children. And Deb is like a total co- colonizer in this film. <laughs> um, Flora is fighting for everything, a way of life, her daughter, her daughter's future. And she sees this woman who isn't having to work, who lives in luxury has this great husband, great kids, has everything. And there's like, there's such a competitiveness with them. And Deb has... Culminating in that scene where they're like racing back to the house. And Deb has that, why won't she learn English mentality? That kind of like white person mentality that a lot of people get. Um, And it's just, it's... it's So I I see this through a different lens now than I did like when I first saw it. Agreed, agreed. You know, like, and she goes... She's like, I need to learn how to say you must learn English in Spanish. She never learns a single Spanish word the entire movie. You know, like Bernie, she kind of does a little, like there are one or two, you know, that she throws out there. But it's more than anybody else is doing. And Adam Sandler as well. Even Emily, when they were uh, learning English in the living room, too many. (laughs) She was listening. It's like it's a game show. Yeah, maybe not repeating, but she was there, like kind of like, yeah, helping her. She's in it. Yeah, she's in it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, and yeah, you're right, Scotty. You don't see any of that from Deborah, and I think you're correct in it being about them. You know, you do. You think it's their, it's Adam Sandler and Floors. Reaction. Flor. 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 There you go. There we go. She goes to Oh, man. No, but they were wonderful. I love them. I really loved Evelyn's character as well because she's just really funny and dry and kind of sharp. And she's just intuitive. She can see and, like, feel the things where Deborah is not getting any of that. You know, that, that scene where Bernie makes her a sandwich Mm -hmm. and it's like this just fried something. And she's like, Hey, try this. She eats it. Oh, this is amazing. And she's like, you could do without this by the way. And then just goes on. Doesn't notice her like crestfallen, like horrified expression. You know, uh, just doesn't pay attention to anybody like you. I think you had mentioned Kayla about how she's she's just a narcissist. Yes. You know, she's an absolute narcissist. Everything's about me and how it relates to me and who did what to me. You know, it's always somebody else doing Fault. something. Fault yeah, for yeah. whatever's and going how wrong. how she blamed the mother at the end. And, you know, you're being an alcoholic. This is your fault. You know, you made me this. I'm like, honey, no. Like, I teach you what not to do. Mm-hmm. So that, that that's on mm-hmm. you, not on me. So... Mm-hmm. 
But <laughs> those lessons are coming in handy. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great quote. Great line. It is. It is. And, uh, you know, Adam Sandler, poor, rich, white man. You know? I mean, I feel sad for him and his life, you know? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, I am kidding, sort of, but I'm kind of not. No. It's like, yes. okay, yes. yeah, your life is really the easiest overall <laughs> in society, but there are some things making it but hard. But at the end of the day, he has a, he has a sweet. He had the hard job of taking care of the kids, of being the father that understands. I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. the beginning of the movie when um, the Georgie, kid, Georgie had one of his problems. iconic scenes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> the only part that we saw Georgie in the movie. So you know, it, it is. He had that much of responsibility, that much he had, he feel like he had to have the control. That's why he said that worrying about your kids keeps you sane, you know, it gives you sanity mm-hmm. because you leave and, and, and breathe for them. Yeah. And I, that kind of sanity can drive you nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think Adam Sandler's character is meant to be like this. This is from James L. Brooks, like an interview with him. And he says, just the idea that when you're used to Latin macho men to suddenly see this man who starts to enter your heart who is so different than any man you've known. And yet the truth about Latin men is they tend to celebrate their children as well. But it tends to be very manly in a traditional sense. So one of the most fun things that happened is when she runs out of her car, because this guy is like totally emotional, is so different than any guy that she's used to. Mm -hmm. To me, if somebody told me tomorrow that I had to go back and do a light romantic comedy with just Adam and, and pause, I'd love to do it. I think they're funny and great together. And I think it's... So, so that's that's what we get like a dynamic change, like from what um, Floor is is kind of used to, and what kind of men she's probably seen her whole life. Yeah, she literally runs from it. <laughs> and it also showcased really good the difference of the culture. You know how Paz or how Flor was waiting for that macho male guy. That I'm not going to cry, and she crashes and see this guy that has feelings. It's showcasing his feelings and, and his anger and his frustrations and he's able to show that and she just decided to jump out of the car that he was moving because she didn't know how to handle it and that's just the difference of culture the difference of how much she was used to a certain type of guy and now she sees the other side of the coin and sees like what the hell happened <laughs> there's something wrong with yeah, this guy exactly. yes <laughs> And it's that shocking moment of culture that always happens when you're used to something and then you see and meet something completely different and you're like, I'm, I'm not used to, I don't know how to handle it. And they even said it in the movie. She didn't know what to do. So her first reaction was jump out of the car that it was all even moving because she didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. She's like, she's acting like a Mexican girl because, you know, that's not the way that normal Latin men act. Right, right. Come yeah. from a Latin woman. So. Coming from a Latin woman, yes. You could give us some insight <laughs> on how Latin men act. For sure. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, yes. But it's a great movie. I think it ha- I think it shows a lot of that di- cultural difference that we we have. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to be one of them or one of, of like me, you know, it is and I don't think that it's that it's Correct. I think there is nothing wrong to be like them. It's nothing wrong to be like me. You know, you have to be used to you. Mm-hmm. You know, like you have to find like your you space. Have, you have to find your space, your, your sweet spot. I'm not saying that because you're going to a different school, it's going to make you different. Or if you're going to stay in this, the other side, you're going to not going to be like them. 
I think that it's a part of the movie that I would address differently, mm -hmm. if you ask me. Because in a point, it's not about you being, I want to be like you, you want to be like me. Why do we cannot meet in the sweet spot and be just us? The, the, the ideal of the American dream is that it's like a stew. That it's not like pure assimilation. That you're able to use the, and that's why we have like all these cultures and we have all this stuff. And we bring all these, you know, foods and like all ways of life together. And that's like what's supposed to make America great. Supposed to, but um, the thing that most often happens is it's like you must assimilate. You must be like us. And, and you, you must, know? you must here, learn English. You should and, be, yeah here like and it's just awful and you kind of see that and you see her need or her desire to be more like those around and I mean we all feel it yeah. and I think we all depending on the situation we all change slightly you know like yeah. we adjust we all adjust but I mean she does you see a kind of radical transformation from Christina yeah um from the beginning to the end Yes. Um, so I think her mom made the right decision in taking her out of it because she was losing her sense of self. Of sense of self, uh -huh. yes. Uh, I agree with that. Mm -hmm. But I also I also believe that if you make the decision to come in and live in a different country, that culture and those things are going to be part of you. So um, it doesn't have to let you define you, like she said mm -hmm. on the movie. But you need to learn how to live with it. You need to learn how to understand it. Like you said, how to adapt to it. Agreed. You're always going to be the odd dog. I am always the odd dog. But, you know, but that doesn't mean that I do not belong. Exactly. You know? Absolutely. So, I think I think the person that kind of more perfectly, not more perfectly because it's not perfectly, but Flora's character and yes. how she is, in, like, that's... That's mm -hmm. the ideal, I feel yes. like, in this movie. I would want that, you mm -hmm. know, because she does. She doesn't lose her core sense of self. She doesn't lose her values. But she's like, okay, I need to... I'm having difficulty communicating. I need mm -hmm. to learn English, you know? So yes. she does. And she um, made the effort in doing mm -hmm. it. She yeah. feels comfortable mm -hmm. in white America, as they say. You know, she's like, her holding out, you know, helped. Because now she felt comfortable. She was fine, you know, kind of deal. Um, and she doesn't lose her sense of self. She doesn't try to be like them. She's just like, this is me. This is who I am. And she holds on to that, you know, and changes some outward things. Um, and that's, that's how I want to be. That's how I want to be. I want to be like Flor. Flor. There you go. You said Flor. Flor. I think you are. I think you are. I'm Flor. Flor. I think you are too. I'm, I'm Flor. I'm going to call you now from now. Flor. 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 I see you now. Flor. <laughs> love it. Love it. Um, well, were there any, was there anybody that like tried, almost got the roles? I know there wasn't a lot out there about this movie. Um, Anne Bancroft was supposed to be the grandmother. Who's that? She was, she's Mrs. Robinson in The Graduate. Oh. And she had to get out of the movie for some reason. And they brought in Cloris Leachman and kind of. Oh, so they, she was already committed. Yeah. Oh, wow. And, and they had, they kind of, I guess they didn't change the script, but the, she, you know, the director said, I kind of directed it a little bit differently, those scenes, than I would have if Anne Bancroft had stayed in the film. Yeah, I'm so glad that she wasn't. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it, Evelyn was the perfect fit for this. Exactly. She had that little kind of 
crazy, funny grandma. Humor, yeah. yeah. Like and my like when she was telling this story to Bernice, she was looking at her mouth and grandma is so crazy, but she's so fun and have so much to learn from her, you know. I think she gives a great vibe. I don't think that she'd have gone to another actor. I think and she did a great job. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think I mean really all, every character you see kind of like their fears and vulnerabilities, mm-hmm. you know? Like and she's so great about she's like, I love you, Flor, you know, mm-hmm. and she's like that's always been my problem. I love everybody. That's what's killed me, you know? And thank you for not judging me. Thank you for not judging me. And it just, I mean, it just hits you right in the heart. Um, and you just, the only person I didn't get that from was, you guessed it, Georgie. <laughs> I don't, He's I don't know. He's in the pool. He, he had, <laughs> he had a nightmare. Floor said. You know? He's he, in the pool. He had a nightmare. Mm. So that, that's all I know about and, Georgie. And Ava Longoria and Eva Mendez were considered for four. Okay. Which well, Paz Vega is like lights perfect. out better. Yeah, like, yeah, it's like, I can't imagine anybody else except her. I don't think Eva Longoria would have been able to pull that character off. Mm-mm. Eva Mendez, maybe. But I, I think Eva Longoria, it's more. I don't think she's. Surface? Maybe? I don't think she's Latin enough. I don't know if that's... Right. Yeah. I don't know if you understand what yeah. I mean. Absolutely. She, she doesn't such portray a the, the person enough if she was like Paz Vega did. Right. Right. She seemed like completely like Mexican. I think Eva Longoria, it, it has, you know, the boobs, the body. The yeah, she's hair. beautiful. She's beautiful. She's beautiful. But she doesn't but she seem natural. I don't, know, I don't, want, to say, I don't want to sound offensive, but... By any means, but she doesn't seem like a true natural character for for, for that. It, and role. I think at this point she was on Desperate Housewives. I think so. Yes. So yes. so it's like Paz Vega. This is like our first time seeing mm-hmm. her, and we just we know her as this. You know, we don't have any other baggage from another show or anything else. Absolutely. And Eva Mendes has been doing movies like I don't know um, more surface level yes. stuff. Yes, and, and like, this and was not like surface. Different type of movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know how far the the Will Smith ones. Hitch. Hitch. Thank you, Hitch. That's I don't know cute. if it's about about that time. It's like a year after. It's that next year. Like yeah. Next year. Okay. Okay. I don't know. It seems like it, she was doing like Fast and Furious when she was, you know, the girlfriend of the bad guy. Mm-hmm. You know, like a completely different... It was not a character for And her. it's not yeah. to say that, like, she couldn't have done it, because we have no idea. Yeah. You know, Adam Sandler, I wouldn't have guessed that he would have pulled off being a, a romantic lead in such totally. a big way, you yeah. know, before this movie. Um, but... He, he pulled it off, you know, so yeah. I, I don't want to say that she couldn't. I just can't see it. I'm um, like you. I agree. I don't, I don't, I can't see it for her. Anybody else? Was there anything else on that? Yeah, it was a pretty skint list. So it's just that there is not many other characters in that movie. It's just basically there are six mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Was there anything that like didn't age well that kind of was spoiled for you? Like watching it, you know, because I mean, especially on older, these older movies that, you know, like you said, it came out in 2004. Um, sometimes the effects, sometimes the music is kind of jarring or it takes you out of it. Uh, sometimes it's like very definitely like for me, there's only like one thing that came to mind watching it recently. And it wasn't it wasn't like all bad because, I mean, as we know, 
it's it's a consensual attraction. Yeah. I think it's different. But there's like when Adam Sandler's character John Klasky gets home like super drunk mm-hmm. after that really great review, and he's there and she's like doing so he gets like kind of all up in her face mm-hmm. to where she is literally like leaning back you know like really far and he's and it's I mean yeah I know there's a mutual attraction but you are the employer and she is your employee and yeah. I think that just it just felt really icky to me you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. and I mean I'm just thinking hey she could have just as easily not been into this and yeah. that same thing would have happened and it happens all the time mm-hmm. you know uh, you're taking advantage of your place of power. Yes, kind of totally. deal. Whereas, you know, I don't think that's his character or something that he would have, but he's super drunk and it happens. And it just gave me just an ick feeling. And I was just like, oh, and I hate watching these movies that I absolutely adore. And I'm like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, probably he was feeling also the attraction over to her and the fact that she didn't move or push him away or say something makes him feel also like he was in a position to keep doing it mm-hmm. because he whereas she wouldn't have yeah, been able yeah. to feel like she was in the position to push away because that's your employer well, you yeah, also don't want to you know yeah. like women were so commonly yeah. in such a difficult position yeah um <laughs> Yes. So, but I, I do. I I think that this movie is largely about lines like blurring. You know, yeah. lines being blurred and crossed, and just all all of that. And you get that with their kids and raising the kids and their relationships with each other. Um, it's not just a strict like employer employee relationship, mm-hmm. it, but it's. And so I realized what they were doing there, but I just oh. Anyway. That was it for me. Was there anything else that y'all noticed? I think I thought everything else kind of held up. Yeah, I I, I think the, the scene of her yelling at her, of um, Deborah yelling at her with the dog ball. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have that a lot when you know that miscommunication when someone is trying to tell you something, they start yelling at you, and you don't know what's going on. And you're like, why are you yelling at me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yell at me. You know that mm-hmm. that feeling of. Of insecurity of and like insecu- fear yes, and just yes, like what yes and kind of embarrassment yes yeah yes mm-hmm. especially when when and, and she was like I am not bad I am not bad but you don't do that you know mm-hmm. every time that she yells at her she talks to her in a way she's like I am not mad but well know. in her body language because mm-hmm. it's it's less about what she's saying and it's more about her body language and her mm-hmm. body language says she is yes you know. Um, and it's never uh, the incorrect ancestors. No, thank you. You know, mm-hmm. these that parts of the create is the tension. Mm-hmm. That tension that you see that it happens a lot. Yeah, it happens a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. agreed. And I think that goes back to Scotty's point of it, this movie really being about the two of them. Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, was there anything else that y'all wanted to talk about that we haven't got? I, w- to? I want to talk about the sea glass scene. Oh, and yeah. so the other kids aren't even trying to find the sea glass. Yeah. Christina spends all day doing it. $640. Um, there's a different fight for people coming into this country than the people who have lived here forever and are like fat and happy. I mean, there's like... Well, and even and, the and, people and, that have been here that aren't... Yeah. That those differences in economic... Uh, in economics. And kind of like what you were saying um, when, we were, when we were watching it, you know... She's trying to help her mother in any way she can. You know, she's not going to go just go buy a bunch of stuff with this money. It's going to be for her mother. Um, 
and she looks at it at that point when, when she turns and looks and she's picking up all the newspaper and everything from the table that she's cleaning. And she now sees the, the opportunity to make some money. And when he tells her, hey, kid, you can go too. That's why she jumps over and go. Because you see that moment when I, I'm able to do something to help. I'm able to do to maybe raise some money to help my mom. So mm-hmm. it's different the way when they're raised, you know, when you raise with money and when you raise with not money. When you, when you have to, to learn how to work for what you want. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think, I think it was more about like the opportunity because she's mm-hmm. hearing what he's saying to them. She just assumed that this didn't apply mm-hmm. to her. Mm-hmm. And when he says, Oh no, you too. And she's me too. Yeah. You know, that opportunity is being like held out to her. She's like grabbing it with both hands. And I think that mm-hmm. was very much it's, she's not used to things being handed to her. Yes. Um, or, I don't or, know. Or offered. Many opportunities yeah. and, offerings. and I don't know if it was like for her mom. Cause she was like, when her mom gives it back, she's like, that's my money. You know? <laughs> um, she's like counting it. And like, she's like Gollum with a treasure. You know? <laughs> we never know. We, we, I don't think we will ever know what she would have done with the no. money. If you, Probably she would share it or not, but again, it's just a sense. I just that know she's... myself. I think y'all are better people than me, <laughs> and uh, y'all are like, oh, I would definitely help my mom, and I'm like, I don't know. I think I'm gonna open a bank account, and I'm gonna uh, go to the flea market again. I'm gonna get some investments going. Maybe I'll go to the flea market, get some hair dye. I don't know. <laughs> like, we'll find out. Then, like the foot race. I mean, it's like a woman challenging the wealth, the whiteness. You can um, you can hang on for a while, but like you're gonna get edged out is kind yeah. of like what I was seeing in this foot race. You know, she and and you know Deb has got all the gear, all the, everything, and she, yeah, I ran college track, and then at the end she's like, I'm so I'm I love you for trying. I love you for trying, which is like the mo- oh man, it's like it's like she's rubbing it in. Yes, she's rubbing it in. Yes, I love you for trying. Yeah, it was it was a taunt almost. It was just like, okay, so here comes somebody with yeah, like you say, no equipment, mm-hmm. no experience except for you know necessity. Mm-hmm. Um, and you 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 ran college track. You're you're you've got all the gear on. You mm-hmm. you are ready for it. You do this every single day, and yet you think that it it's like something about you that helped you win, mm-hmm. and because they it had nothing to do with. Their lack. Um, it had everything to do with your abilities. Yeah, you know? totally. And I think that goes back to her just being a narcissist. You know, to everything that she does well, it's her. Yeah, her. It's her. It's her. Everything that doesn't go well, it's somebody else. And I'm going to make that comment at the end. Just to let you know, just because, I can, just because you can doesn't mean you should, but she doesn't. You know, she makes sure, oh, my new table is here. Bye. You know, uh-huh. it's just that. Why, yeah. Why did she so have to mean? rub it in? Yeah. 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 Why do you have to have this attitude? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think she just gave her something to win. She yes. presented her with something to win, and she needed it. You know? And it's just like, but she wins every day. Mm-hmm. She's winning every day. It, you would think, looking outside, looking in. You know, she's got, like you said, the, the family, the house, the husband, you know, the the dog... <laughs> yeah, but at the end, I think she got the payback when 
she was calling her to talk to her and she didn't even look at her. Mm-hmm. She just decided to leave and not talk to her. Mm-hmm. So I think that that was kind of way the flow to pay back from, you know, what you did. You know what you do. So I am not going to waste my time with you. I'm not going to give you that space for you to come and say something that. Mm-hmm. And she didn't her, rub yeah. it in. She didn't rub it in. She no. could have easily won yeah. in that regard. You know, and she, like, she, she, and she made a different to. choice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. I was also thinking about like the job interview, and it was like, well, how much, how much do you think you're worth, or like, how much, you know, what do you want for the job? And like, it's such a loaded question, and it's such a question like you don't freaking know. And then like also, you're like in from another country, and you're kind of now trying to integrate, and it was just like it was just kind of crappy of Deborah to be like. I did love how Evelyn was like six, she does three to three. Yeah, yeah, she was six and, and a half. Yeah. Yeah. she's like six fifty. She's like, but I, but she she said I don't want to uh, make an offer that underpays you, but I don't want to make an offer also that you're taking advantage of me. Mm-hmm. So this is a, so it's a, what's the yeah yeah, yeah, yeah it what's the, sound like yeah. I can win here. it's a it's a yeah, yeah can't win situation mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah that so. Was, if you if you talk to me like if I'm getting an interview and you you tell me that statement, I wouldn't know what to answer. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't. I don't know how much is not charging too much or not charging enough. I wouldn't know what yeah. to answer. Yeah. You know, I well, I, I don't want to disrespect you, mm-hmm. but I don't either want to know charge enough money to make myself my good living. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, and right you before know. that, you know, when they her uh, cousin runs into the door because that <laughs> that door and I mean it does it just looks like it's outside you mm-hmm. know um it's perfectly clean uh but she like literally throws money at her mm-hmm. she's like here's a problem here's some money and even when she goes to this coffee cup that is full of mug. 20s yeah full of 20s the mug of 20s I don't know why where our mug of 20s is but I think we need one <laughs> <laughs> but she like first she pulls out just like this wad of cash and then she kind of like put some back yeah, you know she's like oh not that much I'm gonna throw money at it but not that much money mm-hmm. <laughs> just so like crazy. hands her like sixty dollars here throws it at her and what she maybe just, maybe she thinks that she can fix everything with money yeah, I think that's, that's I think that's what we what we learned <laughs> so, and at the at some point sometimes you, there is things that you cannot fix with money it's true it's true you can uh, fix it being a good person and definitely she's not worth it Oh, and I think that takes us right into the doggy bag. Yeah. What are you taking home? What are you taking home from the movie? I hope this podcast gets three and a quarter stars right there on the radar. <laughs> Not too much pressure. When we stop recording, the floor is going to eat us alive. It's a good solid life there, Scotty. <laughs> three and a quarter. How many stars do I want? <laughs> oh, what about you, Kayla? I think what I get uh, from this movie is... An, just how different culture can be but how much we have to learn from it and and that we can find a sweet spot and then we shouldn't be one thing or another thing we can be us and coexist and live together and um, then we all have breaking points in our life but we should move on mm-hmm. they move on they move on they move on you know yeah it happened. Christina's going to college Christina's now. Christina's going to college. You know, mm-hmm. they, the girl cheated. They did what they did. It marked her life. It was the, the night of her life. 
mm-hmm. but they all move on. So mm-hmm. at some point, that's what I take from the movie that it doesn't matter what you have, you have to move on. Yeah. And the cultural difference exists, mm-hmm. but it's awesome and it's great and it's funny and it's and it's our laugh and it's it's, it's America. <laughs> this movie, mm-hmm. it's America. Agreed. Agreed. It's, yeah. It's it's what we are. It's a country other we are in the country we live in. Agreed. And it's awesome. So I love the movie. It's a great movie. Me as well. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, as much as this is a huge comfort movie. I think for me, what it really highlights super well is just the huge like class difference, class and cultural mm-hmm. difference, and how in this movie at least those two go together. You know, yeah. like um, even when uh, Deborah, you know, she's like trying to get somebody to translate, you know, and she like, mm-hmm. and just you don't really see anybody. You see like the the guy that. There's a Latin guy that works at the restaurant, you know, and he's like the bus boy, you know, and you see like the, it's just like rich white people mm-hmm. all over the place. It's just thrown up with rich white people. But uh, how that affects the kind of potential economic trajectory mm-hmm. of these people. Because like Georgie and Bernie, they don't ever have to worry that you see yeah. very clearly with the sea glass that they are not worried about money. They likely will never have think about money, you know, um, but I think it takes that and then, but really focuses on the heart of things and that like money doesn't really equal happiness. Mm-hmm. I mean, Adam Sandler's character, he gets a four star review. Best, he's so unhappy. That success, that money that brings into his life, he's so unhappy. He's never been more unhappy. Deborah, she's got everything you could think a person would want. She is incredibly unhappy. You know, her mother, um, who, you know, lives with her family, loves everybody. She was she's a, star a huge alcoholic. Um, you know, she's got some issues that she's working through. I mean, Flor seems to have it all together. You know, um, if that doesn't equal happiness, if money doesn't equal happiness, what does? And I think it just makes a pretty good argument for like purpose, love, and family with an underlying emphasis on respect and kindness. And uh, that's what I took from from this and from Flor, <laughs> you know. And it, Flor was always saying, be happy. Mm-hmm. Be happy. He, she was always bringing that. And at the restaurant, the last scenes, he, he was like, so you feel happy? And he was like, yeah, it's happiness, you know. It's, mm-hmm. it's that kind of concept of happiness that you mentioned. It's, it's great. She simplified it, and mm-hmm. you could take it as like a lack of the language skills to uh, address that. Mm -hmm. But I think it just mainly is, it is just that simple, you know, or she takes it as just that simple. And Mm -hmm. I think, I think that's true. You know, Um, you just, you stick with your responsibilities. Mm -hmm. You'd be happy. Yeah. You know, (laughs) find happiness in simple things. Absolutely. That's great. Well, thank you so much, Kayla, for being on the podcast. I so enjoyed watching this and discussing this movie with you. Thank you so much for having me for the delicious sandwich, the amazing beer. It was an amazing day. Thank you so much. We're going to nap so hard after this. Oh, really? Yeah. I can't wait for that. (laughs) And for everyone else out there, if you'd like to hear more of our episodes, you can find us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Show notes and more are available on our website, macandcheesemovies.com. So tell me again why I can't call him on his cell? Besides that he turned it off? Yeah. 40 messages starts to look needy. Mac and cheese out. <laughs>